this is the beginning of what will definitely be our most exciting episode to date. Holy cow. What we do you got have big up plans on this episode? Huge Re- plans. Huge plans. Well, I do. I told you guys the plans. Obviously, you didn't pay attention or prepare. Oh, uh, yeah. I didn't prepare, but um, I'll wing it. I, like I, I feel like you guys could wing this shit. Oh, yeah. So, we can wing it. I am irritated. Well I, well, I think there's a group of us that are irritated where I'm from. Because there's some people that are going around and undercutting us by 40-50% on projects. Now, you might think mm. that I'm irritated about it because I'm losing the project. But I'm not. I'm actually irritated because why don't you just undercut me by 10%? Why are you leaving 30 fucking percent on the table? It's insanity. So I came up with a solution. If they listen to this podcast, I am going to reveal my exact pricing on a job that I just recently priced, describing each item in detail. And then I'm going to let everyone know the price that I submitted for this job. And then that way, the next time someone bids a job, they can only be 10% under me and get the job. And everyone's going to make more money, except me. But we all know that that's usually the way. Are you it sure is- you want to do this? It sounds risky. Why? I don't know. If you're showing all your cards. I don't have that many cards. <laughs> you're about to have I, I, so even if fewer. This back- so currently <laughs> I have no jobs and no work. So if this completely backfires in my face, what will happen to me? Um, could have less than no work. I, I have no jobs <laughs> and no work anyways. So let's say this completely backfires and everyone undercuts me in my area if they listen and I don't get any more jobs or any more work. I still would be in the same position I am today, but I would feel better knowing that they were getting at least 30% more money for their jobs because they weren't having to undercut by 40%. They could only undercut by 10 so don't don't you feel like by withholding your numbers uh you can potentially let them fall off the earth on their own starve themselves work to the bone for no money and then call it a day well they'll always be around i suppose someone will always be around not necessarily these guys yeah i why you think this is a bad idea chad no i'm i'm all for it i'm here for it let's go so Um, so the, the premise of this episode is that I'm going to do it the way I do it on a piece of paper. And then Chad's going to price the same job on his iPad. Uh, my daughter has my iPad. I'll do pen and paper. Chad's is your daughter doing pen and paper. Sending <laughs> out NDL the emails. True, the, secret, <laughs> the true secret behind NDL success. <laughs> She's the one undercutting Mike. Chad's, <laughs> Chad's ability to use child labor is the success of NDL right there. That's it. You got to start him young. And then so. <laughs> and and then we have Mike, who is going to use his Hardscape headquarters software and prove live how fast, if you had his software, you could do this quote. In theory, right, Mike? In theory. Although we are going to say that Mike has a little advanced knowledge because he created the software. So you may never be as fast as Mike, because he is the creator of the software, but we are going to prove that it can it can happen fast. 
So, so everyone understands what this job is. This is a 120 square foot walkway that's completely modular, except when you get to the sidewalk, it may not work out and you have to make one cut at the sidewalk. So we're all on the same page with that. Yeah. And that's what's the it. linear feet? Uh, not against the driveway. Oh, it's not against the driveway. It's a pad going from the stairs through the grass to the sidewalk. Okay. So it, both sides are not both sides. Them. Both sides. Yeah. Well, that's a good point. Yeah. Both sides are just sodded, cleaned up, sodded. And uh, it's 18, it's 18.5 feet long and it is either four or five feet wide. So I allowed in my, in paper King world, 18.5 times, let's call it five feet wide equals 92.5 square feet. But in Paver King world, because we're going to do this modular, it might be a bit bigger because we're not going to cut it. So if it works out to a six inches bigger on one side and we need the extra square feet, Mike at Paver King always allows for more. So I'm basing this off 120 square feet. And if I have to return some at the end, I will return it. And that's why I get 120. Now, if you guys wanted to price it at the exact 92.5, you would price it exactly as you want to, I guess. So essentially, we're pricing a walkway five feet wide, 18.5 feet long. That's uh, in a center of a patch of grass. How far away is this walkway? Uh, from my... Okay, so that's a good point. Well, I like that, Chad. See, this we can get a whole fucking episode out of this motherfucker. <laughs> this is, yeah, yeah, we're going to stretch this one out. <laughs> So this this walkway is in s- mid to South Oshawa, and my yard is in North Whippy, so probably a 20-minute drive from the yard. Now, do I have to drive an equivalent distance from my yard, or am I driving from Cornwall to no. Oshawa, let's wherever it, it is? Let's call it, we're pricing this across the board, except for Mike, because he lives in Toronto and works in Kitchener, so he would have to factor that into his... <laughs> pricing i'm sure he's already got it plugged into his software what's the drive distance again i, I wasn't paying attention so the drive distance for me is I wasn't paying attention so the drive distance is about 20 minutes to the yard okay. and it's probably 30 minutes to a local supplier cool this is way more questions than i ask myself already when i price jobs Maybe <laughs> how i got into where i am so i have myself purchasing 120 square feet uh, so, oh, the pavers we're using are um, uh, Beacon Hill, Brussels sort of paver. So we're looking at a... What's say, that in block tech, though? I uh, like blue. Gotcha. Text, blue textured, not HD. This is house is on Division Street. It doesn't need HD. Hmm. Just say, well, I don't know. What's Division Street in Cornwall? Every street? What does Division... Like, describe Division Street for me. Why is this, that doesn't tell me anything. What's the yep. neighborhood like? Like, is it a nice neighborhood? Is it a uh, like, that neighborhood of houses? Uh, I would say it's slightly below average neighborhood. So, like most of Cornwall. Yeah, I would say it's Cornwallish, yeah. from what I know of it. Okay. What's your feel I, for the client? I never met them. I sent Kelly. Ooh. I have a person. <laughs> uh, so. We have, I have, I have allowed for to purchase 120 square feet in my bid. You guys don't have to do that. I allowed $8 per square foot to purchase the stone. And that works out to $960. Mm-hmm. 
And then I allowed uh, 200, $250 for delivery. So that brings my total to 110. 120 times eight plus 250. So, oh, it brings it to 1210. So I'm at, well, maybe I didn't allow that then. I must have allowed, uh, see, this is why I'm not good at pricing. 1110 minus 960 equals, so I allowed $150 for delivery. So my cost of pavers delivered to the site is $1,110. Uh, I allowed for, I did my calculation and I allowed for five yards of HPB and I charged $60 a yard for HPB when I purchased it. So I got uh, $300 worth of HPB because on this small walkway, I'm not doing a like layer of three quarter clear and then a screed layer. This is like, a walkway so i'm just using all hpb and everyone can freak out and send me dms about that now i allowed for two bags of sand i charge 50 dollars per bag so that's um a hundred dollars for sand because i allow sand to be 50 square feet whenever i'm doing a job i allow for 50 square feet for each yeah. bag of sand i know it says it goes farther but it's a fucking total lie especially when you compact it 50 times like the requirement asks you to. Um, I allowed for two pails of perma-edge because perma-edge only goes 27 linear feet, and I'm over that. So I allow $125 per pail when I buy perma-edge. So I have $250 worth of perma-edge. No matter what job I'm doing and no matter how big it is, I allow a hunt. Well, unless it's really big, but on any job, smaller job, I allow $100 to buy woven geotextile uh so i allowed a hundred dollars for that i allowed 250 dollars for sod repair to buy sod soil and stuff up the sides of the walkway so this is sod yeah it's a walkway through sod in okay. retrospect maybe i should have sent you guys pictures that's fine yeah i allowed this for this isn't the first time i've quoted a job without seeing it mm. Mm. So. Ooh. <laughs> uh, I allowed for a 10 yard disposal bin and I, the bin supplier that I use charges uh, $325 for a 10 yard disposal bin, I think, or maybe it's, yeah. You don't use paper King. No, I don't use them. Oh. Fuck them. Their service is unreliable. <laughs> uh, There's a so bin company on a job that we're starting tomorrow that laid their bins down on day old asphalt. The old that's, city that's a mistake owned asphalt and i'm a like and they filled them to the tits with asphalt old asphalt and concrete oh. and uh that's gonna be a mistake yeah so so i allowed 400 i think paper king charges three i don't oh look i have my pricing here in this folder stupid plan let's see just so everyone understands the markup i put on the bin because we don't want someone saying I didn't put up any, I didn't put any markup on the bin. Let's see how much I charge for a ten yard bin because I don't really know. <laughs> I think that's funny that I have no idea what we charge <laughs> for a ten yard bin. Obviously, What's ten yard uh, ten yard uh, clean fill bin is uh, oh that's Toronto pricing. We don't need Toronto pricing. Ten yard clean fill bin is three twenty five. So I felt like we were going to have six yards of disposal. Um, I allowed $400 for it. I 
uh, for the bin. Uh, and then we get to, so this job can't be done in a day, but it's not a two day job, which fucking sucks. Why can't it be done in a day? Okay. Well, maybe you can, I wouldn't finish this in a day. 120 square feet. Well, with all the logistics of getting the sod and fixing it. Oh, and all with that the shit. sod, yeah, at the sod. Like, there's sod repair, there's excavation, you have to haul it away. Like, well, I guess you're getting the bin in, but um, you have to float the machine. I just, I felt like this is the kind of thing where if I priced it for one day, it was going to be um, not enough. And then yeah. I would probably be back for a second day losing money. So yeah. I priced it for two days, which is awkward. I charge uh, $80 per man hour. So I had two guys per day. So I had $1,600 per day. So I had uh, $3,200 $3, worth of labor. And that's like my overhead for the pickup trucks and the dump trailer and whatever machine we have. Um, so let's see what the total is here. Let's add it up and see where I ended up on this job. What do you guys think? I think you're 4,500. I wasn't, I, I don't know the uh, total dollar amounts for each of those. Well, I did, I think I did just say them. I know, but I wasn't adding them up or writing them down. Well, that's disappointing, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't, you could have plugged it in the software. No, it doesn't work like that. Oh, too advanced. <laughs> Drum roll, please. Oh, I'm almost there. Whoops. Oh my god. Fuck, I just fucked that up. You fucked me up, Chad. It's all right. Well, dead air is great. That's what I'm ready to go head to head with you when you are. Oh, are you? Uh, yeah, I I wrote this on the back of an envelope. Okay, Perfect. maybe you don't reveal your total, PK. Don't reveal my total? Okay. No, no, just write it That's down. That's a good idea. Okay, and then, yeah, and then we'll all reveal them at the end. Yeah. And then the I want to subdivide everyone's total. And find out what everyone's square footage price is on this job. Okay. Just out of interest sake. Not that you should be pricing by the square foot. I clearly just proved I don't. But I just, I'm just i interested to see where everyone ends up. So, Chad, go for it. Well, I did price the job by the square foot. Okay, go for <laughs> it. <laughs> 35 bucks a square foot, $4,200. Uh, plus pain in the ass fee, $4,500 total for this job. Um, if you want to break down, $960 for pavers, $90 for sand. 100 for edge, 150 for base, 100 for topsoil, 150 for delivery, uh, sod 250. My total material cost is 1800 bucks on the job, um, which leaves $2,700 on the table, right? $2,700 on the table for a day's work with three guys. Um, Ooh, the third guy. I like we, that. Instead of going for two days, you went with the third guy. I like that option. Yeah, because the third guy will do the dig and haul away while the other guys are building. Right? So Yeah, I like that. It's different um, than take on it. That's a good day for us. That's a good day for a residential job for us if we get this job. And so uh, what was your oh so I don't remember your total. We'll compare them all at the end. Um so do you want my total now or do you want to wait? No, we'll end? do it at the end. Gotcha. Now we know where you're we know where you're at. Okay. So Chad broke Chad's pricing was way faster than Mike's. Mike, well, BK, not Mike, BK. Go, Mike. Go for the let's see the software in action. I'm oh, honest yeah. about this. 
I uh, share, your share my screen. Ooh, you got to watch this episode on YouTube now. Yeah, in the winter. <laughs> in the winter. In midwinter, this episode when, will come out. When all of our pricing is obsolete for the year. Totally yeah. obsolete. Okay, wait, PK was doing his thing. I started a test project here. So uh, I won't talk about this. It's just client information. So I go to my labor time. Uh, for this, especially for me this season, I would just do myself on this project. So I'll choose myself there. Uh, I will go to this work area. This is going to be a front walkway. I'm going to assign this so I know this in the future to hardscape materials. And <clears throat> my production rate is pavers. So I've got my different steps here. It's excavation, uh, front walkway, mini skid. This is 120 square feet, base prep. So I'm, for those of you not watching the video, I am just going through each of the steps in the process from excavation, base prep to screening, uh, and just putting in my square footage. And you guys can ask any questions that you want. Oh, what is the paver again? Uh, Tickle Block Blue, Beacon Hill, Brussels, somewhere in that. Somewhere right. in that. Are you re really digging this whole job with the mini skips here? Is that how you would do it? Me? Yeah, I yeah. would do that. Yeah, we used to do that. What do you do? I bring in the little shovel. but Oh, yeah? Yeah. I'm just always terrified that the... Mini skids here is gonna fucking rip something out of the ground violently, like uh, like a locate. Some, yeah, like I felt like we would. I felt like we like would have brought the um, the E twenty and the buggy yeah. with us because yeah. the buggy can dump right into the bin. It can roll into the bin and dump, and the E twenty E twenty can load the buggy. That's good. We would have pulled the dump truck up right beside the, mm. the job and loaded right into the back of the truck. So that gave me nine hours when I went through all that. So like that's on the verge of already needing like that extra day there. And then I need to add in my efficiency. So you said 20 minutes. I would just say half an hour there, half an hour back. Uh, since it's just me, I would do nothing for breaks and lunch. Uh, and then this would be, I would just say 10 hour workday. So this is just marking up my hours. So now I'm at 10 hours flush. And now I need to add my materials. I'm going to go to cost of sale, choose my work area, choose my pavers and aggregates. We're going to do three quarter crushed. And I calculated two and a half yards. Uh, also need HPB. So I will go HPB two and a half. Uh, no, this would be, I got a half yard for that. Paver, you said Teco Blue. So I'm interested in this because using three-quarter crushed stone and then high-performance bedding, why not just use high-performance bedding for all of it, not have to have two different things on site? I still want to prepare the base as using base material. Okay. I have done HPB all the way in the past, but that was when I was doing side work and everything. But from what I understand, HPB should not be used as the entire base. So I did it for like many, many years and never had one problem. I built driveways that were all HPB. Really? But I don't do it today. Yeah, well, I did it for years because no one told me not to. 
there was no i was like before there was hardscape education i was just educating myself you're putting grid yeah i do biaxial and everything nice i like that uh i put in geotextile and chad didn't put in geotextile it's uh yeah we have a role in the trailer whatever throw some down or how do you recoup that role that rolls like a hundred dollars in the last half the year how do you recoup it if you don't charge for it on every day i spent thousands of dollars on (laughs) geotextile a year i'll run you through a conversation i had with my accountant later on (laughs) so mike is currently adding all his things that he needs so now i've got everything and i can go to my estimate now uh I'll add a markup to my labor just a little bit. I got my tax rate. And for this, I would probably want to earn 25% profit. So uh, my oh. total comes to 4,970.72. That's and with that's, tax though, right? Yeah, that's with tax. So 40. So let's, do, let's do pre-tax because I don't want to add tax. I don't know how to calculate it and Kelly's not here. So 4,398.87. That's your final price? Yeah. So what was your final price, Chad? Uh, 4,500. My final price was fifty-seven ten. Wow, that's uh. Are you, <laughs> still, are you still mad that people are cutting you off at the knees? Or no, I'm just letting the... everyone know they could charge a lot more. Because here's what's interesting about this job: I closed it. Yeah. Nice. So the two of you left twelve hundred dollars on the mad. table. You were at the beginning of the podcast. You were no, mad. I, I, someone so I took said, this job from you. No, I didn't say someone took this job. I said someone's taking jobs, not this one in particular. Oh, but and I want someone to know that they instead of charging like twenty eight hundred bucks for this job, because that's how low people are going on a job like this, that they could actually have charged five thousand dollars for the job and still been under me by seven hundred bucks. True. Yeah. That's the point I'm making to these people that are undercutting people is get your prices up. Not so high that you actually have to compete with someone on sales and workmanship, but high enough that you're actually making some money. Because I feel bad for them. Here's I'm my a giving important. kind of person. <laughs> Give the knowledge. So, so your your square foot price, fifty seven hundred, you said? Fifty seven ten. Fifty seven ten. And you know your square foot price? I didn't. I divided it. It was like forty nine, forty seven, fifty eight. Yeah. My what square was... foot, Chad. Yours is thirty five. Thirty five. Yeah. And what was your total? Uh, forty two hundred plus pain in the ass fee, forty five hundred bucks. Oh, okay, so we're right there together. Yeah, yeah mine is thirty six sixty five. Where's your pain in the ass fee in? I do this in profit. This. Oh, okay. so if I if if it's a small job, I want to make more in profit, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially with if I go to my labor time and I see I'm at ten hours. Uh, if it's just me working and I'm doing ten hours, it's on the verge of am I gonna is something gonna like come up and it's gonna take an extra hour or two and it's gonna push me into a second day, which would kill me. Yeah. Uh, at least on this quote, uh, yeah, then I would yeah. increase the profit more. So does you does your this program automatically allowed for a mini skid steer rental? No, I add that in the cost of sale. So you haven't so your forty three hundred doesn't include a mini skid steer rental? Forty three hundred includes the mini skid steer rental. Okay. That's part of the materials or the cost of sale. Same with like delivery, my four yard bin. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I have a lot of that stuff worked into my hourly man hour rate. Yeah. And um, because I own it. So I, I have the overhead every day, whereas you're only plugging overhead and that you need per job because you're renting that stuff. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So how did you recoup your truck in there? So trucks and overhead. So this breaks down my overhead here. Okay. But overhead just gets applied to labor. This just tells you like this is how much you would expect an overhead cost for the project. So essentially for labor for me is overhead plus labor cost after burden, which is a thousand, uh, oh, exactly $1,100. So your labor cost is actually 1100 bucks Plus profit. Plus profit. Well, but profit's on material too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And Chad, you randomly picked 35 bucks because you thought that was a good number? Yeah, that's about ceiling here for small jobs. Like, uh, if you charge any more, you're probably going to not get it. So I shouldn't move to Cornwall. You shouldn't move to Cornwall unless you're able to work faster. The way to offset the amount that we're able to charge is by working faster, getting things done quicker. Like $2,700 for us for a three-man crew is still a, a rocking day. Like, I'm not upset about that right like i think the important thing for us is like we sure we're a thousand dollars cheaper than you or whatever we're leaving a thousand dollars on the table but we're still comfortable at our rate yeah but right? you had see you had three so you had there's not saying but see you're not necessarily making less money than i am because i had two guys so my hope when i would bid something like this is that these guys would get it done in a day. But the realistic part of Mike knows that there's a lot of logistical bullshit to get this little walkway done. Like something has to come, something has to go. In my personal experience, sometimes hardscaping doesn't go perfectly. Sometimes. No. <laughs> Periodically, things don't go well. Uh, so that's why I guess over time, after you know, 25, 30 years of pricing stuff. I'm like, I would rather not get the job than try to force feed it into one day. Yeah. There was a time when I would have bid it for one day. Probably. How old are you? 36. 36. Yeah, when I was 36, I would have bid yeah, this pretty. motherfucker for one day, for sure. Guaranteed, I would have bid this fucker for one day if I was 36. But at 49, I have a different view of the world. And so that's why I, I like the fact that I have two guys for two days, 20. So I have 40 man hours in this walkway and Mike, this motherfucker is doing it alone in 10. <laughs> <laughs> but everything is going to be there for me, right? I don't need to do anything. The mini skids. Well, I, I'd had to pick up the mini skids here, but everything's being delivered. Bin comes excavate and then all the materials show up. But you're still by yourself. Yeah. 10 hours? Oh, yeah. Fuck, I should hire you. <laughs> I'm actually not a fast worker. Like, that could also be, a, I, I don't know, like something could arise. But, yeah, I would think I could get 120 square so feet. So, what's in interesting? No cuts, right? What was interesting to me with this project was, for me, for our company, they would have been better to do a 150 square foot walkway or a 170 square foot walkway because it would have, barely cost them nothing more to do that because I still would have had it at two days. Yeah. If you know what I'm getting, like, 
Right. Yeah. Like they're at the there. This hundred and twenty square feet is at the peak of expense. So if you didn't quote it for two days, if you quoted it for one day, what would your cost be, or what would your total be? It would have been sixteen hundred dollars cheaper. Oh, so you're right back to where me and Chad are, right? Fifty-seven hundred minus sixteen hundred. I'm actually cheaper than you guys. Yeah, by a couple hundred. But for me, this person in this walkway is the peak of expensiveness. Right. Like whenever someone asks me to put pavers up the side of their driveway, but they don't want to tear out the asphalt. Like it's not a new asphalt situation. I look at them and say, you are about to embark on the most expensive pavers that you can possibly install in this world. And they say, really? And I say, yes, you have to cut this asphalt, excavate all this shit out of here, put this edging, fix the fucking sod, all for a 12 inch band down the side of the fucking driveway that you are embarking on the most expensive pavers in the entire fucking world. When you go up the side of a driveway. I'm doing and, that. I just priced a job like that. I got it. Do you know how long the driveway is? Linear no. feet? 800 uh, linear feet. Whoa. Oh my is it? Do you have to cut it? Is huge. it already asphalted? It's already asphalted, yeah. Oh my. But you need a saw with wheels on it for that. I right? know. But <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to cut it. Just cut the, the edges that are falling out. And it's Villaggio. So it sort of has that that texture where like you can hide a lot of shit in it yes so and the both sides are already graveled so we're just going to take the tilt rotator and scrape off the top and they're doing it mostly because they need traction because the driveway is down a huge fucking hill right into the highway right before you land in the river oh my yeah it's pretty wild that's a wild project yeah so 800 linear foot, driveway. 800 linear feet, well, 400 down each side, right? They are embarking on the most expensive <laughs> linear footage that they could possibly embark on. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought it was expensive. So I'm like, ah, I could do that for cheaper. So I gave them a good deal, but maybe I shouldn't have given them a good deal. Now you're, now you've just recording this episode. You're like motherfucker. Well, that's fine. I mean, I'm still learning even 12 years in, right? Like, absolutely. I'm learning stuff every day and I've been doing this a really long time. So yeah, if these people said that they wanted to do this 160 or 170 square feet, it would hardly alter the cost. Hmm. It would only alter it, the cost of the material because the labor would stay the same. Right. My hope when I price this is that the, that they go and they get done in a day or a day in a morning, and then they have productive time to do something else at the yard that needs to get cleaned up. So that way, they're technically getting paid from a project and they're cleaning up the yard. Or you could send them to help on another job. I would need to have another job. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Like, maybe the neighbor. Maybe in your world done. where you have all these jobs on the go, fancy pants, Chad. Like have you I can send you your guys board? to. You, you, can, you can send your guys oh. to another job. No, well, oh, I know it's that. blurry. Oh, it's blurry, but it's. How beautiful. do you unblur the background? Just know. your face. I don't know. No, there's like a spot over here where it's in the video thing. It says blur my background. Oh, okay. how big is the list, Chad? Uh, that big? Oh yeah. Do you want to lift the whole computer? Can you see up there? That's a pretty big list. I like yeah. it. Yeah, she's good. She's a healthy list. A corn-fed list. 
in Cornwall. She would say, yeah. Now, is it collusion to share your numbers like we did with others in your own market? I don't know. Um, Most of our listeners are in Dominican, so I doubt the numbers are the same. <laughs> I think on a specific project, I wouldn't do it. I would never be like, hey, like before the fact, I would never tell competition or, or anyone else that wasn't a partner of mine and my partner and I have decided that we don't bid on the same residential jobs. Right. Like I would, I would not. Uh, PK, did you know whether or not this client was getting other quotes? I don't think anyone else showed up. Oh, wow. Even in this bear market, even in the bear market of current landscaping market, people do not want to do 120 square foot walkways. So if you knew the client was getting other quotes, would that have changed your price at all? No, because I've, I'm, I'm personally past that. Like, I understand why someone else might alter their post, but I would rather, like, for me, I priced it because I know this is what I need to do in order for us to make money and for uh, for me not to have to give people a hard time, ride people, tell them that they have to be finished in a day, yell at them and do all the stuff I really don't like doing. So that's why I price it this way. I would rather have them work at the yard than go to a job and lose money on it or break even on it and give everyone a hard fucking time. So I would like, for me, I wouldn't change the price no matter what. If they called me and were like, you could get this job if you took 200 bucks off, I would take 200 bucks off. I wouldn't. Well, that's because you're already you're already at seventeen hundred dollars lower than me. You don't yeah. have two hundred bucks to give. I, am I seventeen hundred dollars lower than you, or am uh, I one day faster than you? Ooh, that's an interesting concept. Because I can go out that next day and make another. Well, technically, you have thirty man hours in your job, and I have forty. Because okay. you have three guys, and I have two for two days. So, Mike has here's a real here's a really interesting breakdown. In this job, Mike has 10 man hours. Yeah, I I'm, don't know where you, you guys are getting. You have 10 You have ten man hours in this job. Chad has 30 man hours in this job. And I have 40 man hours in this job. Which I find really interesting that Mike can do this in 10 hours by himself. Chad needs three guys to do it in one day. So Mike can do, turn this job over in one day alone. Chad all... needs... Here, all labor guys, is not created equal, though. That's right? it, right? Like, if you're the business owner, yeah. you're going to bust your arse. He just said he's you, not very efficient and he's slow. <laughs> he literally but just said that. I'm at I the agree, point now. I agree with you, Chad. I'm pricing work according to what my guys can get done in a day, not what I can do in a day, because it's not the same. And then we lose money. Yeah. Yes. Right. I learned that. Well, I so I used to price work for me and my business partner to do the work. And then I lived in a parking lot and then I started at another, I started back at a different company and I started pricing residential work for that company. And I priced it the same way that I priced it when I priced it, when me and my business partner were doing it and we didn't make any money because the people that were doing it were not the same, like Chad said, as myself and my business partner who were urgently trying to finish work so we could pay our mortgages. <laughs> um, That's it. Yeah. So I agree with you that not all labor. I think that for me, 
at 50, the reason that I have 40 man hours in it is because I just have an expectation of every single thing to go wrong now in my life. So when I look at a project, I see 500 things that could happen that would go wrong. And I would rather build insurance into the project and have extra money in it so that if things do go horribly wrong, I'm still not angry or upset with anyone. And I'm like, well, whatever, moving on to the next thing. I think that, that maybe that's why I am have 40 hours in it. I, I've, I, it, On my best day, on the best day of my life, which was a long time ago, I don't think I could have done this job alone in 10 hours. Really? No. I know uh, two years ago, I was able to do the same thing. 120 square feet was probably around 120 square feet. And I did it in the, in the day from excavation to finalize. The only thing I had to go back for was. So you had to uh, go back. Yeah, I did for an hour to clean to everything up. Check. <laughs> the check, baby. But that's why I would, I don't share my production rates with anybody because that could really screw somebody over. Right. Because oh, my yeah. production rates are based on my production. Yeah. And for me to share that with somebody who has who isn't even working in the field and they just send people out, that could really screw that so person over. Potentially, if I was reviewing this, maybe what I should have done when I priced it was done two people for the first day and one person for the second day alone to do the cleanup and repair. Do you ever send one person anywhere, though? No, because it's illegal. Yeah. And so it got into like that became a factor when I was <laughs> working at a big company that was safety audited every six months, we got safety audited. So that became a factor. So th that's probably why I automatically would go with two, I guess Yeah. that yeah. it was because it's technically you're supposed to have two on a job site, which fucks up my whole business model. <laughs> <laughs> So maybe I have too many man hours in it. I don't know. That being said, I did get this job. Well, you do have too many man hours, right? Because you rounded it up to the second day. But you know that knowing that that's how you're pricing it. I knew that I had. Yeah, I just didn't give a shit. I was like, if I don't get it, if they don't want to pay me for my too many man hours, because if I hit the water box, I'm covered. Right. If I dig up a cable and have to wait for the cable guy, I'm covered. If I fucking can't get the sand to harden and I have to go back and power wash it and put it back in, I'm covered. And I think that's just having done so many things where so many things went fucking wrong. I think that that's part of my problem too. When I, is that not a problem? I guess like it's, you know, I've been super busy the last four years. This is the only year I haven't had shit tons of work. So I don't think I'm super out to lunch on what's going on in the environment and maybe there's people around me that are laughing saying that i'm the one that's undercutting people by 40 percent. maybe right could be i have no idea yeah but if you're happy with the money that you're making right. what else matters right i like, don't I, well yeah i i'm not a super money driven person well that's fine but you're still you still do this to make oh, money well, I'm, I want to make enough money to pay the bills comfortably. Yeah. Yes, I agree yeah. with you. And yeah, you're happy so, with yeah, the price that, of the yes. job and you got yeah. it. So nothing else matters. It doesn't matter if you're undercutting someone, if you're cheaper than the next guy by yes. 30% because you're happy with your number. 
Yeah, and that's right. the argument for all yeah. these guys that are doing that. I just wanted to help them get an extra 20%, 30% if they listen to the podcast. I also wanted to make it advantageous for more listeners. Yeah. Yeah. This is a lot of value in this I think episode. So. Like this yeah. is feel like this borderline is a, too much. Uh, Our cup runneth over at this episode. Should we over. should we shut it down? <laughs> is this it? Oh, you have some do you have do you have the hardscape uh food thing ready yet like <laughs> no i do not because <laughs> that's pretty valueless stuff right there <laughs> i don't i don't yeah i guess this this episode has a lot of like chitter chatter that someone could perceive as valuable this this could be peak value for this podcast it may be the most valuable time we've ever spent on it Maybe we should just cut this short and just say this is the end and we'll just split this into two and move forward from here <laughs> i can't see it getting more valuable moving forward we should give a disclaimer that uh it's usually not this valuable if this is the first episode you're listening to of this podcast oh maybe you should call that this should be the name of the episode it's usually not this valuable <laughs> <laughs> maybe we should Love just it. in the, maybe in the, it, we should in the show notes put a link to the kid contractor podcast Find your value here. Well, if you enjoyed the value you heard here, you could go get some value over there. Here's an unvaluable conversation. Have you guys signed up for the Threads app yet? I no. did. Did you? On yes. how to hardscape? Yeah. Well, you didn't follow me. Uh, I didn't do anything with Thanks, it. I just Mike. signed up. <laughs> That's not very nice at all. What is it? Run me through. It's I, like... Twitter for Instagram. It's Instagram, Twitter. So basically what happened so was... So they're getting it, rid of notes again? No, no, notes are still there. Because notes was Instagram, Twitter, was it not? Uh, but Instagram, now it's... Like, so what happened was when Elon Musk fired all the Twitter people... Are you following me? Yeah, I was already you following might be you. My, you might be my 400th follower. No, I was already following you. Oh, fuck. <laughs> That's really... So just so everyone listening to the podcast knows, when my Threads account reaches 1 million followers, I'm having a huge giveaway. I'm just saying. Hmm. I, How many? It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a big giveaway when I hit a million followers. Yeah. I, mean, I want you to a, sign up right now to give away the international triaxle. If I get to a million followers. If you get to a million followers. <laughs> I want you to give it away. I was thinking about more about giving away maybe like a fuck deck shirt. Oh, <laughs> if I got to a million followers, you know, I'm at 400. Like, I mean, and I, I have been steadily getting at least three to four followers every day on threads. Hmm. So if I live to be like a hundred, I might get to a million followers. So they why make it super easy? Why threads? So what's wrong with Twitter? Well, so when Elon Musk bought Twitter and fired all the Twitter people, they all went to work for Meta which is Zuckerberg. And then Zuckerberg started this threads app and it's basically literally a copy of Twitter. And for the first few days, it wasn't full of hyper negative Trump hating stuff. And it also wasn't full of hyper negative Obama hating stuff or Biden hating stuff. And it was kind of fun, but slowly a lot of that stuff has been creeping into the app that I've seen lately. A lot of like the sort of it's slowly becoming a Twitter without a blue bird. Um, but I don't know. I, I I've posted a lot on it. It has not helped me at all. So I started recycling some old content because really all it does is as soon as you sign up for it, 
it tries to get you to follow all the accounts you already follow on Instagram. So I'm like, all I'm doing is following the same people and the same people that follow me on my other account are following me back. It's not new. There's no new people here. It's just the same people seeing the same content without a blue bird. So in their business model, Threads was started by firing all the dog fuckers from one company and giving them a job at another. If you buy the conspiracy, they were all dog fuckers. I think they were because Twitter is still functioning, isn't it? Is it not? Yes. And it's doing all right without these how many thousands of people? So their jobs couldn't have been that important. This is what I'll say Twitter did better. So I have a Twitter account with 6,000 followers that I've had for I think like 15 or 16 years, a long time. And one day I tweeted a thing about uh, the amount of people that were at the in Ottawa at the convoy. And immediately my account was shut down and permanently banned right after that tweet. It took me nine months of fighting with Twitter and making like basically promising to cut off my firstborn child's arm and send it to them to get my account reopened. Anyways, when Elon Musk took over, I and they brought out for $20 a month, you could verify your account and it gave you an added level of protection. And because they're collecting $20 a month from you, they're far more likely to ban your account. I felt like it was a good investment because I use it for business to pay $20 a month when I pay $20 a month for absolutely ridiculous stupid bullshit that has no meaning so i verified my twitter account and i have a blue check mark beside it hmm. now meta has the blue check mark thing for the instagram accounts and it's supposed to offer a level of protection so when i did it with twitter there was like an investigation to make sure i was a real person blah 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 it took about 24 hours obviously there's a bunch of pictures of me on the account they ask for your license or whatever you scan it they verified it in 24 hours. Meta has refused to verify my Instagram account because they're saying that I am not the same person in my license picture that is in the account or, or on the, on the, on my, uh, my icon or whatever you want to call it. So I actually took a picture of my license picture and made it my picture on my Instagram account and then reapplied. And they came back again and said, the person featured on your account is not the person in the license picture. And I was like, it's the same motherfucking picture. The same picture, literally. And so then I just gave up on it and said, fuck you, don't have $20 a month. You can suck it. But originally I wanted it just because it's supposed to protect your account more from hacking. Or if you do get hacked, you're supposed to have someone you can call to restart your account and get it back. So I thought it was a worthwhile venture for $20 on an account where I do a lot of business and my company is named after. (laughs) But Meta is really, really shitty at verifying the accounts. So Zuckerberg is listening in now. Potentially because they were all dog fuckers that used to work for Twitter. This is true. Potentially. All the dog fuckers that used to work for Twitter are in charge of the verification process. Yeah. yeah. So I have a thing that I did this week. I sold a backhoe to 
somebody somewhere who I believe is from Egypt. Um, this sounds like a Kijiji scam. No, no. <laughs> I have the money in my account now. Can they redact Shouldn't... the money? I don't think so. I don't think a wire transfer. You can't take back a wire transfer, can you? I have no idea. I don't think I don't so. Either, but I'm, I'm not a good use of... I'm not a good source of information on this. Maybe we should ask chat GTP. GPT? Let's Does it tell her. you stuff like that? Uh, we That's say serious. is a wire transfer safe. <clears throat> so Google says no. Okay. What do you, Google says no, it's not safe? Uh, no, it cannot be uh, <laughs> taken back. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get Google also says you have seven horrible diseases, Chad. On top of the <laughs> transfers being bad. No, so um, I listed it on Facebook Marketplace. Ended up getting a couple hits. And this guy's like 26 US. So I said, oh, I really want to sell it locally. And then I had some tire kickers come by the yard. I'm like, I don't care. I just want to sell this fucking thing. I don't care who buys it. So... um. I got back in touch with the equipment guy and they sent me a deposit of like 800 bucks and I landed in the account. I said, okay, great. You have till Monday to send the rest of the money. Anyway, the rest of the money hit the account last night and uh, they're coming to pick up the backhoe tomorrow. But I'm, well, obviously I'm inclined to think it's real now because the money's in my account. But on Friday morning at the gym, some guy came up to me, completely normal guy, works for Toramont Cat or whatever. He goes, what's your first name? I told him, I'm Chad. He goes, oh, you're buying a, or you sold a backhoe to this guy. He's from Egypt or whatever. I said, is it a scam? He goes, no, it's legit. So now I have a face to put to somebody. Like, so you're completely saying, random as it is. So basically you're in the gym yeah, doing some squats. No. Bench press. Doing some curls? Bench press. Oh, so you're in the gym doing bench press? Friday. I would have got Monday to, and Friday <clears throat> is chest day. I would have got I would have got to bench press eventually. <laughs> was um, he spotting you? <laughs> was he spotting you? Came up to you and started spotting you. And this is so, I don't go to the gym because if some guy walked up to me and said, Isn't your name Chad? I would punch him in the face. Why? I'm not, I'm, I don't know. Are you I'm that a, full of testosterone that you no, walk I just don't like, and want I don't, to fight people? <laughs> no, I don't like people speaking to me that I don't know. You have no reason to talk to me. I don't want to talk to you. If I don't I know you. I think you live in too big of a city. Like, in smaller towns, people talk to each other. The, like, how, no, I don't, I, yeah, I don't want to talk to people. So there's maybe 15 We've people been down at this the road, gym like, in the morning. I don't, like, I don't know my neighbor that I've lived beside for 13 true, years. Name. True, true. On either yeah. side. Well, I'm I get the strawberry milk from his neighbor. So a random guy yeah. recognized you from your profile picture on Facebook. No, no, no. Selling he... a backhoe. No. Back it up. Um, Back it up. The guy knows that I drive an NDL truck. Okay. And the guy buying the backhoe somehow knew the guy who worked at Toramont, oh. right? And asked him, hey, is this is this guy legit? Does he really have this backhoe to sell everything? And he goes, oh, he goes to my gym in the morning. 
I'll talk to him. Right. So that's so is how. the Egypt guy from Cornwall? No. The Egypt guy's from Egypt. Or somewhere well, that in the doesn't States. Mean he, or, or, that doesn't mean he can't live in Cornwall. Maybe he has a vacation property. No. Yeah, nobody vacations in Cornwall. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he's from somewhere so you're in the saying States. that the tourist income in the city of Cornwall is absolute zero. I'd say it's zero, yeah. Is there one thing, if someone came to Cornwall, is there one thing other than the pizza, which I would go to Cornwall for, it was good, um, uh, that you would say, like, if someone comes to visit you at your house in Cornwall, you basically say, this pool in this backyard is the highlight of my city, never leave, I'll order pizza in. Yeah, we're getting a Great Wolf Lodge, I think, but for now, yeah, my pool is the highlight of the city. Well, not my particular pool, but somebody, if if you own a pool, you've got entertainment value in Cornwall. They advertise Cornwall in our elevators. Why? I have no idea. What does it say? Go to Cornwall? It says visit Cornwall or maybe move to Cornwall, something like that. I'll take a picture the next time I see it. Move to Cornwall. Move to Cornwall. Well, we've got work here. As That's my true. board will tell you. <laughs> it, you do. That's true. Cornwall is a growing metropolis of distribution places. No, we have probably five retirement homes. New retirement homes. Like we're a What's retirement the population hub. of Cornwall. Right so now, I could see why people would want to retire to Cornwall. Because if I was retiring and it wasn't me, I would probably want to retire somewhere where people talk to each other. Yeah. Smaller city slower pace get everywhere in 15 minutes i think that part of it for me is i talk to enough people i <laughs> i try not to talk to a lot of people that's why i like commercial landscape because i don't have to talk to a lot of people outside of the trades right but like so I i'm can, saying like i, I get, get so on many trades people but i get on i get so many phone calls per day i don't want to talk to my neighbor uh, i don't answer my phone <laughs> so, <laughs> That's the key. That's a solution to all my problems. Stop <laughs> answering my fucking phone. Stop answering the. You phone. should charge for this kind of advice. <laughs> Holy cow! Stop answering night. your phone. That's night. well. That's but that's true though. If I just put it on silent and stopped answering it, I wouldn't have as many problems. You also wouldn't have as much money. If that's how you make your. I don't have any money now when I answer my fucking phone. So <laughs> yeah, life would get better if I stopped uh... my fucking phone. Uh, yeah, how many people live in Cornwall, Mike? 50,000. 50,000. Yeah. I think there's that many people in your building, isn't there? <laughs> 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 no, it's a, it's a nice little place. I, I could see why retiring to Cornwall would be appealing. Come on down. If you're, yeah, mo- 50- oh, if you're moving from this, like, my parents retired to Prince Edward County. That would be nice. Well, what's different in Prince Edward County and Cornwall? Well, they got tons of wineries. It's a beautiful place for that. No, they do have, have a lot. There is there is legit a lot of wineries in Prince Edward County. Yeah, we don't have any around here. We're a short throw to Ottawa and Montreal, which is all right. Why does Cornwall exist? Like, what's the history of Cornwall? So it used to be a paper mill town. We used to have a place called Domtar, which would make paper for all of Canada. 
maybe all the states. I don't know, but it was huge. Um, and then that shut down and uh, I don't know what else we got going on. We've got some obviously distribution centers and uh, like I say, it's a short commute to Ottawa, Montreal. But So more than likely Cornwall, is there a river in Cornwall? Oh yeah, St. Lawrence. We're right on the St. Lawrence. So that river was good for floating logs to make paper. Yeah, I don't know. The logs would be coming from southern Ontario then if you're floating them downstream. Did you have a lot of logs at one time? I don't know. In Oshawa? Oshawa was built based off General Motors. Mm-hmm. It, like when, when I moved here originally, where the Costco is, used to be the GM van plant. Now it's a Costco. So they converted all the high-paying van plant jobs into working at the Costco. Did Never. they make a Suzu down there? No. Or... Suzu's Japanese, I think. Yeah, but don't they have a thing with GM? Maybe. They used to because they used to have the Isuzu Rodeo. I think. Oh, but Is that, that the name it, of a car? Or like it was event? the name of a car, yeah, probably before you were born. Yeah. Just for the record. <laughs> Literally, probably before you were born. So I've been trying to buy one. A little Hino or like a nice little cab over. Yes. Yeah. We have like a guy who's good with repair work, and I just want to send him out in a little cab over to do repairs and shit like that. I love um, cab overs. They're the best. Yeah. I think they're so neat. And like I see him bumping around Ottawa and all this stuff. But like, so I wanted to go look at one this weekend, and the guy was pretty stern. He's like, no, I'm busy. And then he texted me today. He's like, good morning. I said, hi. He goes, I'm available this week to have you come look at the truck said okay i'm available wednesday and thursday he goes can it be in the evening and i just didn't respond like, i don't have time for this it's not that important do you want to sell your truck or do not? you want to sell your truck or not that's it right if you like, really wanted to sell your truck you'll drive it to my fucking yard <laughs> <laughs> yeah so well that's I, the truth if buddy really wants to sell a truck say bring it to my yard tuesday morning 7 a.m yeah, you I can't could. be here at 7 a.m. in my fucking yard. Do you actually want to sell your truck, buddy? Because you're the one selling the truck to me. Don't make me come and look for it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, don't make me come running over here. I'm sitting on a bunch of Egyptian backhoe money. I'm ready to buy <laughs> this fucking Hino. <laughs> it was going to stew, too. Couldn't find a nice little Hino. So, Egypt, Egypt is where all that pink salt comes from. They ship it across in boats. I thought that was Himalayan salt. Well, no, the salt, the pink salt, salt. See, there was like a salt shortage, and then everyone went to got boats from Egypt, and so maybe Is that, that where they grounded the that giant ship, or was that somewhere oh, else? where it got uh, caught in the canal? Yeah, that was the Suez, wasn't it? Suez canal. Suez that was a canal. different place. Yeah, that's not in Egypt. That was what caused a shortage of something. Yeah, that was just as like uh, things were finally picking up, and then that happened. <laughs> yeah. They probably still got my Kubota on that fucking ship. <laughs> so you don't have your Kubota yet? No, it's been. I know people like, who got. I know someone who got a brand new Kubota SVL dash three. Yeah, and it had a sticker on it that said NDL, but we just peeled the tape off. Ah, no. <laughs> Before I got it, there's no way it had stickers on it. So are but, you gonna? You should have asked the Egyptian equipment buyer if um, he wanted your uh, Bobcat. I should have because that piece of shit doesn't have air conditioning anymore and it's 40 degrees outside this week. 
I don't know what happened. It probably needs to be recharged. How old is that? It's only 900 hours old. But how many years old is it? 2018. So you don't put very many hours on your because our skid steer is a 2019? I don't know. Maybe it's a 2018. I have no idea how we make money. We have Because we don't use our equipment. But we get jobs done. I don't know. And we try not to do too much stuff physically. We're always shutting the machines off, though. Like, they don't run. Whenever you're doing something, they don't run. They get turned off. There's no idling on them? No idling. No idling hours? No. Not. I'd rather burn out a starter than idle for hours and hours. Yeah, I agree with that. There's a lot of idling hours on a lot of machines. Yeah, unnecessary. Yes, unnecessary. Hard for resale. So our machine has like 1,800 hours on it. Holy shit. Yeah. Hey, we got something new. Yeah, do you guys want to do this now? I just brought it up while you're... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Bring it up. 